This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome to Town Hall Academy. It's Carm Capriato. It's episode 300. <laughs> what a what a wild moment here. I, I can't even imagine we made it to 300. It's because of everyone in the industry wanting to contribute to all the great success that we're all having e- with each other because we network and do shows like this. We're here to talk about the Dave Ramsey program, providing financial strength for our team. Inflation economy, tough times now, tough times ahead, paycheck to paycheck. We're spending beyond our means. You know, I, I'm not. Because I think I'm smart enough to realize that I've lived through four of these things, and I know John wants to talk about that here today. We have to not only be careful what we do in our own businesses, but we have to help our people. With me is John Gustafson from Gustafson Brothers, Huntington Beach, California. Russ Crosby's here from Russ's Wrench, Clinton, New Jersey. Hey, Russ. Hey. And Sean Gilfillan, Automotive Magic, Knievel and Lake Hopicon, New Jersey, right? New Jersey, yeah. A high five out to our great sponsors. You know, some days you wish you had a traffic cop in your shop to keep order. Well, Shopware installed red and green lights inside its workflow page. Shows you when parts have arrived so you can go with a repair. Brilliant idea. On the web at GetShopware.com. And are you up to date on your training? Well, Delphi Technologies is proud to offer over 30 courses run by ASE certified technicians for professionals. Turn to the OE aftermarket supplier with over 100 years of experience. Inquire today at DelphiAftermarket.com. Okay, everybody, let's jump into this thing. Uh, I got to tell you. There's a lot to learn from these shop owners that have really embraced the not only the financial health of their own business, but recognize that, oh, I want to pay my guys more. We're doing well, and they just can't seem to save a dime. So I know you guys have all stepped to the plate to help your people. John, uh, you do promote financial health in your business, and I think it starts with their orientation, doesn't it? It does. When we bring people on board, we save up about four people at a time. And we have an orientation that includes how they align with our core values and what the company's uh, focus, core focus is. We use the EOS process. It really is a nice guide. And we fill in the blanks with our stuff and it's ours when it's done. And one of the things I offer to them is uh, a course on business math and a course on personal math. They surprisingly, most of the people take me up on that. It's worthwhile for them and I enjoy it. And I know then after that, that they know how to save and how to prepare for their future. You know, I got to tell you guys, I don't know about you, Russ and, and Sean, but that to me sounds so smart to be able to say, guys, I'm going to share with you what it takes for me to run this business, our profit and loss statement, what our costs are, what margin means, what monies we pay our bills from, what not net operating profit can do for a healthy company. We've done shows on, it's called uh, Where the Money Goes. Uh, You know, we've done episodes on teaching that to our people, but then to take it to the personal side, that's a great thing. Now, Russ, what do you guys do at your place? We read a lot of books on uh, financial, uh, financial freedom, and we have our financial advisors for the business come in and actually run courses through the lunch and learn or something along those lines and kind of really teach our team members. This is where you can put your money, invest it, 
create wealth for yourself and really get to that power of zero, that zero debt liability. So we talk heavily about that with the team. I think it's so important, especially right now when we're trying to retain great team members, you know, people will leave a job for a dollar an hour more because they think it's going to help their help their problems, but their problems are really, they just spend too much money. So understanding how money works, I think is, Mm -hmm. is huge for, for our team members and people in general. Sean, Russell, and John wouldn't be here if they weren't doing this and they wanted to share with you what's working for them. So I go to you, Sean, based on the conversations that I've had with John and Russell now, is it paying off? It pays off uh, tenfold. I think when uh, when you involve the employees in the financial health of the business, they really get an understanding of the overall picture of what it looks like to run a business, where the money comes from, how they're getting paid. So they really understand, well, if you want to make more money, the, the company's got to make more money too. And really having everybody plugged into the, uh, to the profit of the, the company itself and getting little bonuses off of our gross profit every quarter. We do a net profit bonus uh, at the end of the year. It's made it a lot easier to have that personal financial uh, conversation with the employees as well. Because when they feel like they have a, a good picture of what is going on within the business and where they fit, now how do we apply that same principle to their life, their family, almost like running a profit and loss on your own, uh, your own house bills and stuff with your family, right? I think you may have just triggered a great portion of this discussion. Number one, to involve the spouse. And then if you're going to talk profit of the company, which is a great, if you will, connection, you have to learn to make a profit in Carm Inc., you know, Carmen Ann Inc. You have to make a profit. Mm, Let me see. I don't run a business. Well, really you do. If you want to save for retirement, you have to make a profit, meaning you have to spend less than you take in. If you want to save for your kids' college, if you want a vacation, if if you know that in X amount of years you're going to need a car, that you know we're going to get the down payment for anything, a house, a car, any, any big asset purchase. It's a perfect profit-profit issue. Uh, Sean, a little bit about the spouse when you work with them, or do they come into the class with you? Uh, explain how you make that work. I think the biggest thing is um, having a relationship with the employee and uh, really getting to know their families as well. Um, you can have those conversations, but sometimes you'll bump up against uh, maybe a, a spouse that doesn't want to have their finances control. One specific uh, employee we have, um, you know, she didn't want to strap herself and not have to spend as much as she'd like to, but really that was the whole situation <laughs> and how the family was dealing with, uh, you know, their, their bills and whatnot. So really having a uh, well, just a straight conversation about we're here to help you and uh, we're going to make this work. It's not about making more money. It's about spending less. And the Dave Ramsey uh, program, uh, we have now had it in our shop for two years. We had one employee that had done it down 10 years ago when they were in the paper envelopes. And uh, when I told him we did the Dave Ramsey program at our shop, he's like, oh my God, I would love to get back into that because now he's married a second time with a, another woman, more kids involved. And uh, looking back to when he was 25, he, he actually typed up a success story. I'll pull it up my email, share it with you later in the uh, in a program here. But uh, it made a huge difference for them to be able to afford their bills and, and whatnot. But not having the spouse on board, it's a, it's important situation to, to make sure you got nailed down and make sure that they know why you know we put this in place. Really want them to have a successful life. When your employees don't have to worry about money at work, they uh, they worry about doing their job more. It takes a lot of stress out. 
Did you ever go to a conference and then come back and then wanted to share in depth what you learned and the things that you wanted to change and your right hand person wasn't there? And if your wife's in the business with you, but she didn't go to the conference and then you're, you're coming back to tell her and she goes, I don't know, Russ, uh, that sounds kind of weird. But if she was there with you in the conference and you were getting it together, you know, both barrels and you come back is, wow, we get that. Having the spouse involved is no different than trying to sell an idea that you have to a, to a partner or a significant other. Russell, you guys are going for your certification for Dave Ramsey. My wife and I, a few years ago, um, went through the Dave Ramsey course together. And I could tell you that if she would have done it by herself, because she asked me to go to this course and she had been listening to the podcast and, you know, following Dave Ramsey and, um, I don't think we would have been as successful if I didn't go and do it with her. Uh, you know, we did it together. And after the, the nine week course, uh, it made a huge impact on our lives. So, you know, we want to share that with our team and be able to bring the spouses of the team in and, and promote this great tool that's out there to help people really get themselves in a position where they can start investing money and start making wise decisions with their money and having it work for them and and avoid living that paycheck to paycheck and you know I think uh you know prior to the show we were talking about we don't really know what's coming down down the path here and we're kind of in a weird time so making sure that you're in a position where it's not going to impact your lifestyle uh, I think it's huge you know, you, you have the financial freedom to be able to go through these stressful times and not have have problems arise because of money. John, you offer free Dave Ramsey, am I right? We do after they've been onboarded and we go through the personal math. We bring up the fact that Ramsey has a fabulous program. And if they go online on their own and they do the trial and they come out of the trial and say, you know what, I would like to join and become uh, financially smart, then we offer to pay that first year. Russ, Sean, anything? Have you, have you, have you stepped to the plate like that? We wanted to be able to do it in-house because I think that some of our customers that come through the shop, we've, we talk about the Dave Ramsey program. So if we're able to, uh, you know, we would cover the cost of our, our team members going through it. But, you know, we also then have the opportunity to bring in outside uh, our, our outside customers to also learn how to be financially fit and make sure that they're making the right decisions with their money. Because if they're if they're set up in a way that they have some money set aside, that emergency fund. Right. I know you guys know what that is, but they have that emergency fund and they know how important that is when they come in for their repairs at the shop. It's not such a big stress a uh, stressful uh, situation anymore. They're they're prepared for something to happen. So we wanted to be able to to promote those classes and run those classes through our through our company because we can. I think we'll have a bigger outreach to uh, more people, not just our team. We are just running a smart dollar program for two years. It's got the uh, you know the smart dollar app, and I think that. One of the things is keeping everybody engaged. Once they feel like they got a better handle on stuff, you can kind of almost see where things go south. We had an employee just have a oil prices went up in New Jersey here to six seventy five a gallon for heating oil. You know, he had a two hundred seventy five gallon tank to fill, thinking the price might be going down, might be going up. Hit with a seventeen hundred dollar bill if it, this was not uh, something that uh, was in place, it probably would have been a little bit different for him and his family to be able to manage that unexpected expense. But, uh, you know, keeping people engaged, I think, has been the, the difficult 
thing for us. Uh, we got a couple new employees, and when you have a couple of them that are really bought into it, um, they tend to also shove the buck along. Like, you really got to get plugged into this. Uh, one of our newest uh, employees, we just got him registered for uh, the Dave Ramsey Smart Dollar this week. Our service advisor, our lead service advisor, kind of took him under his wing and walked him through the first couple of videos and got him off to a good start. So this kid's mm-hmm. only 23 years old. I can only imagine having something like this at that age where it would have made a difference by the time, you know, 46 years old now. Like, I wish I had this 20 years ago. And uh, I think it's going to make a big, big difference for those guys when they get a get it going. They want to do fun stuff with their money. They're not married yet. So maybe a little bit more freedom uh, to kind of play around with it, but also pretend you got that bill and start stuffing stuff aside in envelopes. And so easy on the, on the app nowadays. It's uh, it links right with your bank account, which was one, one other thing that was uh, we bumped up against. One of the uh, wives didn't feel like they wanted their bank accounts linked to the software. And I said, well, it's really not, somebody's not looking in there. It's really just going to help you manage your, uh, your finances better. So once that started rolling out, they were like, oh, my God, this is so easy. And they could see where they're spending and just kind of reviewing the budget. If anybody's got any questions and supporting each other as a, as a team has really uh, worked well. Guys, is it healthy to look at your bank balance every couple of days? Watching it grow. Being able to see your accounts grow and be able to make better decisions because you have the funds to make those decisions is huge. You know, if I can remember back not so long ago where I'd, you know, I'm purchasing things, even inventory items for the, for the shop. If I had the funds, I'd be able to purchase at a better rate. I could get more of what I needed at a better rate and we're going to use it anyway. So I think the more money that you're able to stuff away and save and you're, you're able to make better conscious decisions when it's time to spend it. I wanted to touch on something Sean said. He said uh, one of his guys, Sean, was he 23? He said 23. 23. So I was just listening to this podcast and they were saying that a hundred dollars a month invested at the age of 25, by the time you come to retirement, if it's in a, you know, if it's in an index fund, right, you'd have about a million dollars in investments set aside and just waiting 10 years, start at 35, it's $300,000 you'd have set aside. We've got a lot of younger members in our organization too. And when you start sharing numbers and data like that with them, look, if you the, the earlier you get started, the more you're going to have set aside. You should see their eyes light up. It's like insane. They, they, don't, they don't even realize, you know, it's always, I'll put it off till next year, next year, next year. Without having the, the financial knowledge of, look, you can't really start investing until you're, you have a budget, until you know what you're spending every month. You don't want to start investing, stop investing, right? But I think programs like Dave Ramsey are so important. Just learn how to budget and and start start strategizing for the future. When I share that number again, it's you wait 10 years and you're losing $700,000. Nothing tells a customer that they need a new part faster than when they see a worn or a broken one in their hands. How do you do that in the digital age? Well, it's easy. Thanks to DVX, you can send photos and videos within its messenger platform. It's like nothing else you've seen in an auto repair SMS before. Take the best of an Amazon-like experience and use it in your shop to show customers how great you are. DVX also makes it easy for customers to drop you a quick text or answer in the messenger bubble that arises from the repair order. It's like magic. Customers love seeing what they need to do. And giving you a quick answer, you'll see your business potential right in front of you. Your customers get on with their day, and you get back to the repair. Everybody wins. It's time. GetShopware.com. 
As the trusted aftermarket brand for over 100 years, Delphi Technologies is by your side for every step of the repair process. The Delphi journey doesn't stop once the parts are ordered. Wherever your journey takes you, our quality parts gives you ease of mind when getting your customer's vehicle back on the road. Technicians know and trust Delphi as a quality brand. Each product undergoes rigorous testing to not only meet OE standards, but also enhance it in each opportunity. From 700 hours of spray testing on chassis components to fuel pumps tested for reliability up to 150,000 miles. And safety and reliability is paramount to help vehicles drive cleaner, better, and further throughout their lives. Delphi is also committed in developing products and services to prepare technicians for the future. Take advantage of how-to videos on YouTube, technician-led trainings, and our technical support line, and more. Turn to the aftermarket parts supplier with over 100 years of OEM trust and quality. Learn more about Delphi. Visit DelphiAftermarket.com. Even if someone's sitting on the sidelines saying, yeah, I got to do this. This is bad. You know, how do I start? And maybe we should talk about how they can get involved in the Dave Ramsey program. But let's just talk about the younger people that are entering our industry. And there's a lot. Even though we have this great shortage, there's a lot of young people. When I go to shows, I see a lot, a lot of young people. So the $100, let's play around with that. And and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Russ, Sean, or John, but if if I took a $100 bill <laughs> and I said, all you got to do is put this away every month for the next, you know, if you're 25 and when you're 50, there'll be a million bucks there. If we get that thing compounding interest, right, the phenomena of compounding interest, and you take that $100, maybe you photocopy the bill, right? And then you take a scissor <laughs> and you start cutting that in, into quarters. And this is w- one week. There's 25 bucks. What can you do not to spend 25 bucks a week so that you can put 100 a month away? Would that be the way to engage someone in thinking this through? Programs like the Dave Ramsey program teach you how to do that. You know, what What don't you actually need? You, you know, I think um, looking back when my wife and I went through the program, we were, you know, we like to eat out and we like to to buy lunches and coffees in the morning. And I, I think I ran, <laughs> you know, it's kind of embarrassing to say it, but I ran a a report on how much I was spending buying a coffee every morning. And it was unbelievable. I think it was like 150 bucks a month or more that I was spending on coffees. Cause you know, I go to the, I go to get a coffee and I'll get my guys coffees or something like that. And it was just outrageous. And I said, man, there's, there's that money that could be, uh, be going into that compounding interest account. And, uh, you know, I'd be able to do a whole lot more for people if I, if I stop buying coffees today and, and, uh, get ready, get ready for the next couple of years. But it's, it's wild when you just run a, an analysis of where your money actually goes. Sure. We share with them also about investing. When I do the personal math whiteboard with them. We list their assets. They list them. I, I just call out the um, the categories, and we do the what else. They list their assets. They list their liabilities. Then we talk about the after-tax income from their check with us and their spouse or other person's income in the family. And then we list the expenses with uh, housing and fuel and car payments and cash flow. And at the end, they either have positive cash flow or negative cash flow. And they're pleased when they see positive cash flow because they really didn't list everything that they spend on. 
And then there's two more buckets. One is if you have positive cash flow, you put a certain amount in your six month fund. And then when that's full, then you begin to fill up your investment fund. And then I go through the story of how does your 401k or your IRAs help you in the long run and also real estate. We've done miraculously in real estate here in California. John, a question about that exercise. They're extremely willing to share all that data with you. I mean, do you have to sometimes extract it? Uh, I just asked the question. They have the option to, to write it down on their sheet or not. And I do it on giant poster paper on the whiteboard. And when it's all done, they roll them up and take them home and put them, put them on the wall at home. Do they ultimately realize that the more they're upfront with you and honest, the better it's going to ultimately be at the end of the day based on the lesson you're trying to teach them? I ask them that when they go home to teach their spouse what they learned and to fill in the blanks. I said, you're not going to remember everything here today. So fill in the blanks and you'll have a real picture of your personal financial snapshot. Do they come back to you and say, John, I need some help. Can you can you talk to my wife? We do those on Sunday. Shops closed. We go to the training center. They bring the wife. We've done several uh, over the years where the wife comes in on Sunday and we basically redo it with the wife present. It's very non-confrontational. I don't judge how they spend their money, but I just list it or they list it. I, I just I tell them in what in what box to put that particular item. I just ask the questions, housing, food, insurance, fuel, car payments, cash flow stuff. And so do you end up with the list at the bottom and you find the positive cash flow and they they say to you, no, that can't be right. Well, then you're not telling me something. But I, I leave it that. Put this on your wall at home. It's a three by two giant post-it. Put it on your wall at home. And, and when you spend outside of what you've listed, just write it down and redo the math. I'm not here to judge. And I said, I won't remember what you told me tomorrow. I'm not going to judge Either you're spending, your wife's spending, or um, income under the table. None of that matters. It's how much they have to invest in their six-month fund and their investment fund because people don't get wealthy from working on wages. It's the investment of those wages into IRAs, 401ks, real estate, flipping cars, whatever they do. Sean, is it a tough sell to uh, the husband and the wife or the spouse and the significant other? I, th I think it's gotten better, and I think really pulling it back to sharing the numbers uh, of the the company, right? And we just opened up the second shop, and the team that we have over there, they're plugged into what it takes to get this thing over to mark. And anything above that, uh, you know, we're sticking money aside every month for, you know, any other equipment that they may want or need in, in the store and or whatever else we may come against and whatever's left over at the end, they all know they get a piece of it. So really it's been helping not only them think about not spending money when they don't need to, but also not wasting money or time while they're at work as well. That whole team over there, they're all under 30 years old, except for one guy. So it's a real young group of guys. And, um, one of them just got engaged two weeks ago and the rest of them are all single. So, uh, that, particular uh, situation is not a matter of getting involved with the spouse or girlfriend or whatnot, but it's really going to set them up for success into the future. You know, just keeping their focus on not spending is really, like you said, that's where, that's where we get in trouble. If we have it, we spend it. If we don't put it aside, like it uh, doesn't belong to be spent or right. we're saving it for something. Even if you set some kind of goal that you want to get 
that bank account to, setting some extra bank accounts in a bank that's not even near kind of the profit first stuff we've wrapped into some of our uh, our training in-house as well. And uh, just putting that money aside every week. I've got two guys set up on their auto, uh, you know, order deposit right from their paycheck that they're just sticking a hundred bucks a week into a savings account. So at the end of the year, you got 5,200 bucks plus wherever you're going to invest that as well. So it's just that extra thinking. I tell you of late guys, as a quick side story, when, when I have my old time memories keep coming back when, you know, John will say something and you guys will say something. And I, I start thinking back as to how, I could have done things so much better <laughs> when I was in my 20s. The, and, and every decade, of course, you ch- I think you change as a person every decade. And let's talk about that. Here I am a shop owner and I've got, I've got 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50-somethings that work for me. Where is the easier sell? What age group? Well, they all need it. So um, present and see who bites. I think the middle after 30. I would say probably, you know, in your thirties, you're starting to, (laughs) to grow up as a, as a person and starting to really think about your future. Whereas if you're a a single person in your twenties, you're kind of just out there to have fun and do, do what you want to do. But I will say, I think it gets a lot easier as an organization. If you have people in your organization buying into this and doing this and they kind of, you know, the, the, the younger people or the older people in your organization as they're being onboarded, look around and say, Hey, look, this is really working for these people. Cause it's not, it's not just the, the owner trying to sell you on something else. You know, we're trying to get them to buy into our culture and all these other things. You know, this is just one more thing. I think when you have so many people invested into a program like one of these, it's kind of hard to say no. You know, it's the mentor mentee uh, thought process and we have to be the mentors. And if they want to be the mentees, good. If they don't, they're probably not the right fit for your organization anyway. Personal experience with this, Sean. When you get the ball rolling with the with the Ramsey stuff or any kind of financial conversation with your employees, uh, it is interactive between them because you bring it up at team meetings. How are you making out with that? And I think getting them to compete, I know the Smart Dollar program has uh, like little points you get. When we first kicked it off with everybody, I was uh, I was throwing twenty five dollar gift cards to everybody that would get to the next thousand point mark, yeah. which means they were actually taking it on, going home, getting their bank accounts, putting some money aside in savings, and really getting a ball rolling. And uh, the one thing I noticed that didn't work so well is we had one guy that just took it on because he wanted those twenty five dollar gift cards. He was just blowing everybody else out of the water, so he was the only one winning the gift cards, right? <laughs> So we had to come up with something a little bit different uh, to get them uh, to get them moving last year. And um, I think now that it's kind of working in-house, they're working with each other on some of this stuff. And when you were talking about the younger, the mid-aged or the older guy, I have, I have an older gentleman that never was really set up. And I'd hate to say it, some of the, the guys in their 30s are well better off than uh, my one employee's 52 years old and really doesn't have anything paid for. And uh, it's changed the way that they're able to manage their life at this point, but he's got no retirement set up. And to really him to be able to share that downward into the twenties and the thirties really has people take a second look at like, wow, you know, maybe going out and having fun. Yeah. You're 22 years old, 23 years old and spending and wasting the money, but it really gave him a whole new perspective of what could it looked like in the future if they weren't paying attention to that. And I think when people share their personal experience within the company uh, with each other, 
uh, everybody's got a different experience of finances, right? I definitely was one that liked to spend a lot of money and have fun growing up. Now I'm looking back going, wow, if, if I just started doing the math, it's like, oh my God, what did I do? You did the right thing. I did the right thing. I had fun. <laughs> John and I think I grew we grew up almost in the same decade. And it was a simpler world then. We didn't we didn't have to have the fear of missing out and keeping up with the Joneses. And guys, do you find that that's a really huge piece of where money is spent today? I think it definitely plays a part. I mean, with with everything you see on social media and you know, all that stuff, I think it definitely plays a part in how how people spend money. I think it's tough too, because I think there's, I think there's the people that are really focusing on trying to keep up with the Joneses. And then there's another, another set of people who are really into the minimalist lifestyle where they're not really concerned about having all of these objects and these different things. And I, I think it's kind of split into two different, two different types of uh, thought processes. So um, we've got in our shop, we've got some people that are really, really, really minimalist and other others that they like to they like to spend the money on the, what they want to spend it on, that buying toys and having fun. And, but it's interesting to see how how that's changed over the last few years, this minimalist concept. So interesting. John, I know that you have told me that you've brought in either, I can't remember if it was a financial planner or a mortgage broker, uh, maybe a banker, to just to sit occasionally, offer it up to your people. Uh, do people show up for them? It was spring of 22, it was this year. We brought in the mortgage broker to talk about what's happening in real estate in Southern California and how to be qualified to buy. And I made him a deal that... If they pre-qualify, and it's hard to buy a house in Southern California unless you're an all-cash buyer, and that's hard to do, but we have sufficient reserves that I told them that I will be the front person and buy you a house up to a million dollars, and we'll close two escrows, one the day I buy it, and the next day you buy it back from me at no cost to them. But they had to pre-qualify, have the down, and find the house, then I'm going to negotiate an all-cash deal, which gets the house because you, California, you get 25 buyers and they keep bidding it up. We gave them an opportunity and surprisingly, we did not get a taker. I was able to make it so they could be an all-cash buyer. I only owned the house for 15 minutes. And so I could take and do that for as many people as wanted, but they had to self-manage calling the mortgage broker, pre-qualifying, getting their credit score right, and making sure that they could afford to pay for it. And I was surprised that maybe it was too big for them. Uh, sometimes I think larger than uh, uh, I should. That's the stretch thinking we actually should do more of. When we're profitable, we save. So we have nice reserves. So if I can use those reserves to get somebody in a house, now they've got it up. Uh, an obligation for a mortgage and they're happy. Uh, I just made it possible with a, with a 15 minute loan. The thing that kind of worried me, you know, back in the day when that, the whole real estate thing crashed was how could people afford the mortgages that they were already getting? Yeah. And we're seeing now and we're sharing with the team members that housing pricing has peaked and it's coming back down. Mortgage prices are going up. However, if they pre-qualify and they get their down payment put together, my offer's still good. When it hits the right point, even if they buy at a high mortgage 
uh, percentage rate for the interest, it's going to change in two years refinance when it's lower. You just have a temporary high payment and then it comes down. It's amazing uh, when we see this incredible bell curve going on in our lives. I understand what's going to happen next. At least I think I do, but I don't know the timeline for it, John, because you and I have lived through it. But uh, typically, guys, this is these these aren't good times, and and we need to be careful with our businesses. And the reason we're having this episode is so we can help share this brilliance that you guys are doing in commitment to, to Ramsey and financial health of your people. And to me, it's just one more important thing that we have to do for our team. Now, Russ, I believe you've also brought in financial planners to help your people. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we'll have our financial planners come in and talk to our team about the importance of getting to a zero debt situation, less a mortgage, and how they should be investing and where they should be putting their money. You know, there's so many different buckets that you need to be putting your money in. Financial literacy is something that almost everybody lacks. It's not really taught in school. So it's our, our job as, uh, as business owners to really help our team and to understand that. So we bring in the professionals and they, they talk about what buckets to put money where. If a 401k is better, an IRA, a Roth IRA, what, how much you could put in per year, you know, it's all very confusing and overwhelming stuff. And when you have great relationships with your financial advisors, I think it's huge. You know, one thing that we haven't touched on in this conversation yet is the work that we're putting in today as business owners to help our team become financially free is going to help tomorrow's children and tomorrow's families just grow and be able to make the right decisions. You know, from, from a personal experience, my family didn't really save money. They like to have fun and get, you know, snowmobiles and four wheelers and um, my parents own their own business. So I didn't really learn the value of saving money and doing the right things with my money. You know, as I went through this program with Dave Ramsey and a few other different programs I've gone through, you know, my wife and I are very, very set on making sure that our children know how to save and know how important it is. And that's really what we're doing for our team here is we're teaching them. They're going to be able to teach their families and change the trajectory of so many lives where it's really needed. So, so well said, Russell. Thank you so much. Sean, anything that uh, you wanted to tell us? One of the uh, employees last year had a pretty extensive credit card debt. And uh, the Ramsey program talks about a, uh, a debt snowball where you take your smallest balance and you really hammer that one out and get it out of the way and then take that payment that you were putting and roll it into the next one. And uh, within that first year and two months, mm-hmm. I think they had uh, almost $26,000 worth of credit card debt taken care of uh, just through the program. So that alone and the amount of stress that came off on that family just from living, paying those minimums on the credit cards. I mean, the interest rate is enough to keep you keep your balance on the credit card as it is nowadays. So just some of the tools like that. Um, and then what Russ, I just touching back about the whole family thing. I think what you're doing for your community and your customers and bringing that in-house is going to be extraordinary. I'd love to help you in any way possible. Um, and our, like you said, our children, my, uh, my oldest daughter is going to be driving here in another month or so. And what I told her when she first got her job, we set her up with three bank accounts money goes in direct deposit. And I told her whatever she saves up for a car, I'll match it just the other day. So we're ready to go car shopping Saturday morning, tomorrow morning. And uh, so how much you got saved up in the bank? She says $6,000. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So just having uh, you know, having her follow the very simple, I said 10% of your paycheck at least 
or anything you don't spend for that week, just reset your budget for the following week. And she's got six grand saved aside, 16 years old. I don't think I had a thousand bucks in the bank uh, until I hit the age of maybe like 20, 22, because I spent it so fast, you know? I think it's a great program. I think the financial success of uh, of all the employees and really anybody takes uh, stress away uh, of the shop. Your employees work better and uh, don't have all that extra weight they're carrying around. How am I going to pay this next bill? I think it's a fantastic program and uh, it's going to make a difference. You know, guys, he brought up such an important word, stress. It seems like that should be the number one reason to climb up and out. Wow. Thank you for that. Uh, John. Over the years, I've had mentors from different businesses and people that I look to to bring me wisdom and knowledge of things that I didn't know about. And one of them was financial, summer operations. Uh, We are now the mentors. I've outlived all those mentors. And now we are the mentors and we get our material from the podcast, from the CarmCast. How cool is that? Guys, I have this really cool new page on my on my website. It's called Conference and Training. And we have them all broken down into some really neat areas. And, and let me just share this with you. Categories of learning, business culture, group one and two, succession planning, leadership, multi-shop strategies, labor rates, compensation. And they're all, we've got some of our best podcasts grouped. And so you could literally go there, click on the one button, it takes you to that group, and you could sit down to your point, John, thank you for bringing it up, and just have a lunch and learn with your people or go out and say, hey, listen, in the next month, go listen to these, uh, you know, these podcasts from CARM and uh, take some great notes. Let's talk about it because as a group, we can become better leaders. We can, we could, we could really rethink our labor rate. We could look to see how our multi-shop operations are going because there's a whole bunch of guys that have contributed their way, their ideas, and their styles. We take some insights. We we love them to death. Instead of reinventing them, we make them our own, and boom, we're improving the business. So thank, thank you for bringing that up. Russell, I'll give you the last word here as we've been chatting so nicely about the Dave Ramsey program, good financial controls for your team. Living what you're preaching is so huge. Um, we had uh, a situation a few months ago, actually it was during the summer, my, my oldest son has a peanut allergy and wound up getting a hold of a, a peanut. He had to go to the hospital, you know, thank God he was okay, but those bills came in and we had that emergency fund set up so that we weren't stressed out about it. And, you know, Sean bringing up the stress factor, I mean, money woes are one of the biggest contributors to divorce in our country. It's something that can be avoided. So uh, I think it's our responsibility as as business owners, like I said before, to really help our team make those financially fit decisions and help their families. I think it's huge. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things about the Dave Ramsey program, I just wanted to say this was, I think I was in the first week of the Dave Ramsey program and I was out at a, uh, at a conference. I was speaking with, uh, Frank Scandora and, uh, he asked me, you know, what I was, what I was up to. I said, yeah, my wife and I just started this program. And I told him it was a Dave Ramsey program. He looked me square in the eyes and he said, how old are you? And I told him and he said, you stick with that program and you are going to go really, really far. You're going to help a lot of people. And I swear, like somebody who I, I look up at to as a mentor, you know, hearing those words come from him because he's been through the program. It was like, OK, I'm, I'm heading in the right direction. So uh, that was huge. And it works. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for being here uh, talking about the financial health through the Dave Ramsey program for your people. John Gustafson from Gustafson's Brothers, Huntington Beach, California. Russ Crosby, Russ's Wrench Auto Repair, uh, Clinton, New Jersey. And Sean Gilfillan, Automotive Magic, Kenville and Lake Hoptagon, New Jersey. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 